Hello, hello. Come on in. Get comfy on the couch. You are on the couch with Dr. Carmen. I am Dr. Carmen, a licensed psychologist in the state of Florida, and we talk about all things health and mental health here. Everything to improve your lifestyle so that you can live your best life. So sit in, get your favorite mug of coffee, a calming beverage, and let's talk. So this is part three of our Psychology and Money series. And I'm excited about this, even though we are coming to the end of the psychology of money. We have talked about how the psychology of money being in debt um, can impact your life emotionally, um, your well-being, your physical health. We've talked about how it can impact your ability to be confident, to make moves and to improve your, your lifestyle and um, your finances. We talked about how certain of our limiting beliefs can reinforce or um, cause us not to make moves, not to make strides to change our situation or to feel stuck in our situation and become more depressed, anxious, stressed out because of these limiting beliefs that you might have. So today, Today, I want to give you 10 tips for taking back your finances. Um, You know, this is before we start talking about developing a financial plan, which I know is very triggering for some people to use the budget word um, because they feel like they don't have the ability to be on a budget. They're just trying to survive. They're just trying to make ends meet and they're robbing Peter to pay Paul. So having a budget discussion, having a budget discussion with your significant other or family members who live with you under the same roof can be very difficult. So before we talk about that, I want to empower you to make some changes to take back control of your finances. So the money is not running you, you are running it. I mean, really does thinking about money and your finances make you cringe? Does thinking about money and your finances make you fearful? Are you even afraid to bring up the money word? Um, Your attitude towards money, as we've been covering in the last couple of sessions on the couch, can affect you positively or negatively. So if if the thought of finances makes you feel a lot of dread, you can take certain actions that will give you back the control. The first one is don't be afraid to handle your own bills. If you're in the habit of having someone else handle your bills, begin doing them yourself. If you're in the habit of hiding them in the drawer or in the cabinet or just tossing them and letting them pile up, you don't even open them, start opening them and start dealing with the reality of the bills you have so that you don't make more bills and you can begin to make a plan to manage them. So take one day a month to sit down, go over your bills and pay them. The second tip is consider getting a consolidation loan. Now, 
I want to preface this by saying I am not a financial advisor. I am not a CPA. I am not a tax accountant. I cannot legally give you financial advice. I'm talking about the psychology of your finances and what you can do to get it under control. Sometimes it makes sense to get a consolidation loan. If you have a lot of installment loans and credit cards, you may want to consider it. Um, this type of loan combines all of your payments. So you just make one per month and save the money on interest fees. Again, if you're only paying interest fees and if the minimum payment is only covering those interest fees or interest fees and late charges, you're never going to get control of your debt. You're never going to start decreasing the debt. So think about getting a consolidation loan. Think about substitutions where you may substitute one credit card with a high um, interest rate for a lower credit card, a uh, credit card with a lower interest rate and thereby be able to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pay more of the interest, pay more of the principal, which is you started out owing $1,000 for, I don't know, a refrigerator or air condition, and um, your interest is $20 a month for, per se. So if you're only paying the $20 per month entrance fees or 20% or 23% or 26%, you're never going to get that $1,000 down. And each month, it's going to be 20% more compounded on top of that. So that's where the substitutions and the consolidations can help you get ahead for a little while. Number three, ensure that saving money every month is a priority. Um, a good rule of thumb to follow is to save 15% of your salary each month. Okay. I hear you out there saying, but I don't have 15% extra to give at the end of my month. You know, I need it all to, to be able to make sure the bills are paid and I don't have late fees and, and I keep a roof over my head and gas in the car. I understand. I hear you. But even saving $1, and last, as we were saying last time in our last session, even rounding up and saving those, those cents and dollars and things like that can build up over time. Is it going to build as fast as if you were able to save hundreds or thousands of dollars at a time? No, but you're saving. You are building something, and eventually you'll be able to take that savings perhaps um, invest in something that's going to earn you more interest than a savings account, which they don't earn very much interest at this time. It's about starting a pattern, starting a behavior. Thank you guys for um, hopping on. Say hello. Um, ask me questions if you want to. I appreciate you. Give StreamYard permission to post your comments and um, I'll be able to see what you got to say. Hey, Tori. Thank you for hopping on. So again, um, think about trying to save in some way, making a commitment, a promise to yourself to save something aside. I like to do kind of pretend that extra is not there. So if you have a little extra side income coming in, maybe you dedicate that to like my grandmother used to do. It would be a Christmas savings fund or a vacation savings fund. 
all of that extra goes in that fund. And at the end, by the summer, say six months, 12 months, she would have enough to help with travel plans um, or Christmas cards and Christmas money. So tip number four, consider refinancing your mortgage. And again, I am not a financial planner. I'm not a financial advisor. I don't have those credentials, but I know if you don't get control of your money, it is affecting you emotionally just as well as it is affecting your confidence in making career moves, your confidence in maybe you want to go back to school and earn some more skills so you could get paid at a better rate. So Consider refinancing your mortgage because when interest rates are lower than the one you started with, you may be able to save thousands of dollars on your mortgage by refinancing. And again, it goes to the same principle. If you're able to save more and put more towards the principal instead of always paying down the principal plus interest, you know, that will help you get a little bit more breathing room. Yeah, I, I see you get it, Etoria. Thank you. So try to look at refinancing your mortgage. Um, so if you intend to stay in the house for years, this could be very helpful for you. It seems that some refinancing um, contracts require you to remain for another year or two before you can consider selling. But again, go through all the ins and outs and the possibilities. Ask all the questions. Do not be intimidated just because in the past you had a bad history with money or in the past you had a bad history with uh, finances or in the past you have some trauma about not having money. I can't say that enough because a lot of times people have trauma about living in circumstances of severe lack of deprivation and then they want to hold on to things um, and they don't want to save anything. They don't want to spend anything, but they're not making any progress to other goals because they are holding on so tight because it might go poof. Um, you know, I can't trust this. I've been in a state of lack before. I definitely don't want to go back to it. So, you know, I'm going to work more more and more hours, less and less sleep and try to do it that way instead of looking at other money strategies that would give me less money anxiety, less financial anxiety. Um, I think I shared the story with you guys in the beginning of this um, series that having some of that money um, anxiety and lack of confidence prevented me at times from trying to start up a new business. You know, I could have started the business sooner if I had gotten over those anxieties sooner. Uh, number five, plan for vacations ahead of time. Plan for trips by joining travel clubs that can offer you a lot of savings like AARP. You do not have to be AARP age necessarily to join AARP and get the travel benefits. And there are many, many others, AAA and so on. But look at it that way to get you some savings. Make investments wisely. Investing in your future is good for you and your family. Seeking professional help from a financial advisor if you're unsure which investments might be right for you would also be of benefits. Sometimes that's provided by your bank. Sometimes there are independent financial advisors. 
seek professional advice and help. And just like when you're finding a therapist, you need to interview, try them on, see what the best fit is. Somebody who's going to be willing to be patient and teach you. Somebody who's going to explain all of the pros and cons and help you develop a strategy. So that's the importance of an investment advisor. Even if you're small potatoes investing, um, I know Robin Hill was uh, popular at one time as an investment thing. Uh, Fidelity Investments. I do have not have any agreements with any of these people, but these different investment sites are out there. Do your homework to find out how much, how how stable it is, and how to secure your money. How you can, you know, make calculated risks with your investments. Find out all the info, but everybody should be able to access a final financial advisor. Um, consider getting special accounts for Christmas and other special events. Again, in my grandmother's time, those special accounts, we would go to the bank with her on the weekends or what have you, and she would put a deposit into the Christmas savings fund or the other fund, you know. If you are, you know, Dave Ramsey fan, you got your envelopes and your accordion file with, you know, your car fund, your Christmas fund, your this fund, your that fund. So it's being managed and you put a little bit away in each of these little things that you're planning for. Um, so, for instance, if you're saving for a car or you know that your car is, you know, well used well used, and we'll put it that way, and maybe you're going to be needing a new car soon, you would have already saved for your down payment. So consider making special accounts for special interests, either at a bank or, again, this accordion file thing, similar to what Dave Ramsey does. Car repairs may need a separate account, too. So that's tip number eight. Inspections and other car repairs can cost a lot of money. Having a special account for these repairs can lessen the financial burden when you need money on your car. And again, I'm going to double down on joining some special clubs. Triple uh, A, if you are a member, you can save on some car repairs if they are a triple A car repair place. So trying to save in those ways. If instead of all these people who keep calling you and emailing you about extended auto warranties, yada, 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 instead of paying them that $100, $200 a month and you're not sure if they're going to cover it and how they're going to cover it, pay yourself that $100, $200 a month for auto repair. At the end of 12 months, you'll have $24,000. Oh, sorry. $200. Sorry, the math ain't mathing. Um, it'll be, ah, 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 give me a minute. It's late in the evening for me to be trying to math. 24. Oh, that's not what I was trying to say. 12 times 200 equals. So it'll be um, $2,400. Okay. So say you have an engine blowout or the time that I had two fan belts and I had to replace the air condition, that was like almost $600 to $1,000. Um, if you don't have that in cash to come out of, you will have saved for that possibility. So number nine, understand interest rates and fees on your credit cards, 
make your payments on time to avoid extra fees, and see if you can negotiate a lower interest rate with your credit card companies and, or switch to another credit card. Again, if you've had the credit card and you've been paying on time and so on and so forth, it's nothing wrong with calling them up and saying, I want to pay a lower interest rate. There's nothing wrong with that or seeing if there's a better, more advantageous card. And the last tip is understand your taxes. If you can't handle these yourself, hire a CPA to assist you. Learning how to do your taxes gives you a tremendous amount of confidence. So I hope these tips make sense. If it makes sense, it makes dollars or hopefully it will save you dollars and reduce your financial anxiety, your financial depression and stress if you have some of these tips and skills honed down. So thank you for joining me on the couch today for part three of the psychology of money. I look forward to seeing you next week for part four. If you got some value out of this, give me some hearts like one of you've already done and share this out because other people need to get this message as well as being mindful to uh, like and subscribe on all the channels, including the podcast on the couch with Dr. Carmen, which you can access through Anchor FM or through Spotify or through um the podcast itself on podcast. So thank you guys for hanging out with me and remember to be well.